Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for your big book study. My name is Russ M., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today's Friday, July 28, 2023. And today we're reading from the big book. We're on page 96, that third paragraph, starting with, he may be broken homeless. Ending through that paragraph, you may be aiding in his destruction rather than his recovery. And we're just reading that paragraph. All right, today's readers. We got for the steps. We got Lori S. 12 Traditions, Janet F. Reading the text is Tenzin P. Page 164 is Loretta H. Back, our backup readers, Amory M. Newcomer greeters, Leslie M. And second L. Hers is Eileen M. All right. The reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, July 27, 2023, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 20,482. That's 20482. 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 20,483. 20483. The OA, <coughs> excuse me, the OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship in, of individuals through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees from members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of uh, Overeaters Anonymous. <clears throat> Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. I will now ask Lorias to read the 12 steps. Good morning, everyone. Lorias in Texas, Recovering Compulsive Overeater. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to approve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, 
who try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me be of service. All right there, Lori, thank you. Next up with the 12 traditions is Janet F. Good morning, Russ and everyone. Janet F., recovering compulsive overeater from Iowa. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such, ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service. Thanks, Janet. Appreciate it. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we resume our study in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, we're on page 95, that third paragraph. We're reading one paragraph through, and we're starting with, he may be broke and homeless, ending with, you may be aiding in his destruction rather than his recovery. And Tenzin P is going to start us off today. 
Good morning, Russ. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Tentatively checking in from New York City. Okay. He may be broke and homeless. If he is, you might try to help him about his job or give him a little financial assistance. But you should not deprive your family or creditors of money they should have. Perhaps you will want to take the man into your home for a few days. But be sure to use discretion. Be certain he will be welcomed by your family and that he is not trying to impose upon you for money, connections, or shelter. Permit that and you will only harm him. You will be making it possible for him to be insincere. You may be aiding in his destruction rather than his recovery. Okay, here we go. That mile of timer here. So uh, we've been hearing some uh, really amazing paragraphs, very specific uh, about how to work as a sponsor. Uh, so I'm going to take this pretty much one sentence at a time. So he may be broken homeless. Well, sponsors worked with me exactly where I was. You know, our bottoms can take all different forms. What I may experience uh, in order to be able to wake up, I uh, may be uh, a lot worse than somebody else. Um, it doesn't mean that the sponsor should quote unquote fix it. So I was homeless in the sense that for a while I lived in a women's residence in New York City. Um, and my sponsors worked with me right where I was. Um, uh, if the next sentence, so you might try to help him about getting a job or give him a little financial assist assistance. This is complex. You know, it was, um, it, it, in my case, what I have learned in uh, working through the steps is that one of the symptoms of, you know, this would be, uh, well, whatever. It, uh, one of the symptoms of my self-centeredness was taking and not giving you know that was a big piece of my addictive pattern so learning to practice generosity has been important part of my recovery however um we should not deprive the next sentence deprive our family or creditors of money that they should have you know this is an important but you know where is the healthy boundary between caring for our family and other responsibilities and the sponsee, um, I have always needed to check with those who have come before me, my sponsors and others, uh, before you know doing anything um, that's like what's described here. But my sponsors, you know, how they've how my sponsors have taken me into their homes is maybe not materially, but spiritually they have, and that's the amazing thing about this program. Okay, next sentence, be sure to use discretion. Discretion meaning care, caution, sensitivity, common sense. And in the dictionary it said, discretion is the better part of valor. So we, I do need to use discretion when it comes to a situation like what's being described here. And it, it next sentence says, be certain he will be welcomed by your family and that he is not trying to impose upon you for money connections or shelter. Well, in my early recovery in various ways, I was trying to do that. And it's come up in my, uh, you know, maybe not directly with my sponsor or maybe 
you know, subtly with my sponsor. And it's certainly come up as I've worked through my, you know, steps, eighth and ninth step, uh, next sentence, permitting all of that and you will only harm him. You may be, you may make it possible for him to be insincere, meaning not expressing right. her genuine feelings. Thank you very much. So um, thank you very much. I really look forward to hearing what everyone has to say. And I pass. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Tenzin, for your service. So now we're going to open up the lines for sharing, and we ask that you, you know, although we value your experience, we ask that you let me share it every third day. So if you shared yesterday or Wednesday, please step back while other fellows get a chance to share. Uh, I'll let you know if I hear you or not, and uh, one at a time, please. Who would like to share? Tamara C. Tamara. Judith SP. It's Ken WA. Judith. Ken. Carolyn SH. All right, Carolyn. Someone else. Amy G. Amy G, my place to be. Gotcha, Amy. Plenty of time, plenty of plenty of spots. Don't be shy. Rob H. Rob, we got Rob H. Nancy R. Nancy. Let's take one more and then we'll then we'll close it out for this one. Sue Ann W. Sue Ann. All right, we got Timer C, Judith S P, Ken W H, Calum S H, Amy G, Rob H, Nancy R, and Sue Ann. Timer, you're up. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Tamara C. Recovered in Missouri. Um, I wanted to share on that part that you know this idea that if I permit that and I only then I only harm them, making it possible for them to be insincere, which could lead to their destruction rather than recovery. So it helped me to kind of reflect on like where have I been insincere, uh, and uh, made me think back on page 95 where it says, you know, if he is sincerely interested, um, and the the one before, if he's not interested in your solution. So um, I thought, you know, when I first came to OA with my first sponsor and even with my second sponsor, like I asked them to sponsor me, um, but really I was still in so much self-reliance and self-direction. I was kind of just checking off the sponsor box so that I could say I have a sponsor, but I was um, still running the show. And so um, when I um, started listening to the vision meetings and listening to the um, directions in the big book and started asking people on this meeting to sponsor me, uh, then I was ready to follow directions and get the recovery that I heard in them. And um, like part of my insincerity with my first sponsors was using them for approval 
And um, like with my current recovered sponsor, I'm just able to give that up and be vulnerable and be honest and share because she's she's vulnerable and honest with me and shares shares her um, experience with me in such a real way that it helps me just let down my guard and stop trying to impress her and just be real because I really want this spiritual um, like rearrangement. Uh, and so um, my sponsor doesn't permit me to impose on her for fake approval, like just telling me what I want to hear. She is very kind and she is very loving and she is honest. She encourages me to dig deep, to get to my higher power, to uncover what's blocking me, as uncomfortable as it is. And um, she really reflects um, the truth, but she does it with such empathy too. She She always says, you know, uh, you know, I I recognize this because I I do the same thing. She identifies with me. So um, now I get to practice with my sponsees, um, helping those who are sincerely interested in the solution that has been shown to me. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thanks, Tamara. Next up is Judith S.P. followed by Ken W.H., Hi, Rose. This is Judith S.P. from Maryland. Thank you for letting me share. I I, uh, see this paragraph very differently than I've seen it before. I appreciate the lead when they talked about home not being a physical, material place, and uh, it tricks a lot of thinking. This person may be broken homeless. Well, I know when I came into these rooms, I was broke. I don't think I would define myself broke financially or physically in terms of what I have, but I was broken spiritually, and I for sure had no home inside of myself. And uh, it was extremely painful. It was painful that years ago I didn't want to be on this earth, And uh, then for many years, I just coasted. So um, what what I'm getting from this paragraph for me today is that keep God front and center. God is the director and God is running the show. And when I pause and when I pray and when I proceed through God's direction, I will know through his knowledge what my next steps are to be. And there's a lot of cautionary here because I have great ego and I want to rescue and I want to fix both in program and in my family. Someone has a problem, I know the right way. Okay, you, you bought something you shouldn't have bought, here's the money so you don't have to be <clears throat> in a situation of bankruptcy or creditors. And a lot of times I do more harm than good. And in sponsoring, I have learned from many different experiences that I do best listening and being available and then sharing, as we've spoken for many days now, my experience, strength, and hope. I don't want to do something. I don't really have the power to do something that's going to make someone a particular way. But I can influence them. 
and I don't want to feed their insincerity and their brokenness even more by cheering them on and saying, I'm going to help you, I'm going to help you, because they need to help themselves find their higher power, which is what my sponsors have graciously offered me. They did not do for me that which I could do for myself. And I want to be able to help someone construct their own new fourth-dimensional spiritual awakening. And the way to do that is to be humble and open and follow God's lead. So thank you, and with that, I pass. Thanks, Judith. Next up is Ken WH, followed by Carolyn S.H. Thanks, Russ. Uh, Good morning. This is uh, Ken W.H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from North Carolina. Excuse me. Um, This is the stuff of history in in many, many ways. Um, I I have to remember that this is written in a time that was before detox centers, 30-day inpatient facilities, a gazillion meetings, the recovery concept of codependency, uh, and and um, what I see here is uh, in those days uh, when Bill, Bob, and the others were out hunting for uh, alcoholics, um, it created uh, different scenarios than than I face today. Uh, the last thing in the world I do is go out and hunt compulsive overeaters. Uh, I'm not about to um, make that decision for them. Uh, in those days, they were looking for the obvious ones and um, and trying to be helpful in some way actually seems like they like a mother kitten. They grab them by the nape of the neck there and take them home and put them to bed and sober them up some um, before they even pass along all this information. And uh, I don't have to do that today. Today, I just make myself available. Um, and whether or not they become in, someone becomes insincere isn't the issue for me. I'm putting myself out there to be helpful. And uh, if that person uses or abuses that, um, that, that's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to share experience, strength, and hope, to carry the message, to tell them about the simple kit of tools here, the 12 steps, and to um, present that as best I can in a way that is in most inviting and perhaps helpful to that person. The last thing in the world I want to do is enable them to remain unhealthy, as was the case for me in many, many ways. For many, many years, I was just let along. Uh, I don't want to do that anymore, and uh, so my my goal is to be as helpful as I possibly can. Thanks for letting me share, Russ. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it, Ken. Next up is Cal S.H., You'd be up after her. Hi, Russ. Good morning, everybody. Russ, thanks so much for your service this morning. And um, Carolyn S. H. calling in from New York City this morning. I'm from Massachusetts. Um, On day 50, 
five in step eight. And um, I have been through the steps before and a sponsor, and I wanted to speak from that perspective. And I so appreciate what I've heard others say already. Um, I'm also going to hone in on those sentences. Um, uh, be certain he will be welcomed by the family, that he is not trying to impose upon you for money connections or shelter. Permit that and you only harm him. You will be making it possible for him to be insincere. He may be aiding in his destruction rather than his recovery. Um, those sentences really are striking me this morning. Um, I believe um, uh, not literally in terms of money connections or shelter, but I have definitely um, others sharing, use the word enabled, I have definitely enabled others and um, in a way that uh, earlier in the book it talks about even though our motives are good, um, we come in collision with somebody, with others um, if we're living on self-will and um, and on that same page, I believe it's page six, I'm not 100% sure, but it talks about um, even if we're being quite virtuous, um, we create confusion rather than um, harmony. And I, I have great um, codependent tendencies and um, I have, as someone else shared it as well, played the approval game on both sides, wanting approval and then as a sponsor, um, kind of doling it out, not even knowing that's what I'm doing, knowing something didn't feel quite right, but knowing that the relationship of sponsor-sponsee was not healthy and not knowing what to do about it. Um, my current sponsor, um, before we even started the work, she got a commitment from me to be a sponsor once I get there again. And, um, and I expressed to her my concern, and she said, you know, very compassionately and matter-of-factly, yeah, that sounds like codependency. <laughs> and, um, and, and she says to me, like, do you believe that once you get there, you'll be able to um, tap into your power, your higher power, um, and sponsor in a different way? And um, I just thought that was such a lovely um, sentiment. So, um, and she also, if I have time, if I have another 30 seconds or so, um, there was a meeting I was on with uh, a Zoom meeting, and, um, and later she and I were speaking, and I said, "Yeah, I looked for you in the Zoom meeting. I wanted to see you." And she said something like, "You don't need me." Um, I just found that so. Thank you. I found that so helpful. Um, it's like she's right. I don't need her. I don't need anyone but my higher power. And um, uh, yeah, that's all I have. Thanks. Thanks, Carolyn. Appreciate that. Before Amy G jumps on, let me let you know where we're at. If you got on the phone line a little later, we're on page 96. We're in that third paragraph. He may be broken, homeless, ending with you may be aiding in his destruction rather than his recovery. And we're just reading that paragraph. Working with others, page 96, third paragraph. All right, Amy, you're up. Hey, Russ. Good morning. Uh, my name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Maryland. Thanks everyone for a great meeting and rest for your service. Um, 
I think what stands out for me is this idea, be sure to use discretion. I mean, over and over again in these paragraphs, it's making it very clear that we don't fix, cure, or enable our sponsees, right? We, my job is to point you to a higher power, point the sponsee to a higher power via the 12 steps so that they can recover. It is their choice to pick up the spiritual tools. You know, laid at their feet. I can't, I cannot fix them. But sometimes that's easier said than done because I don't know about you all, but having the privilege to sponsor a number of people over the last few 24, there's a lot of other problems. It certainly was the case for me that come with them when their lives are destroyed by compulsive overeating, as was mine. And this discretion, I think, is a really important word. This is kind of a warning paragraph because I certainly, I mean, I don't want to aid in someone's destruction. No, I, I want to recover myself and I want to help others. I want to be on the firing lines. I want to do a good job. There's nothing wrong with wanting to do a good job. But that word discretion says, hey, stop, pause. And I can't even begin to tell you how many times that I've been told that I don't sponsor in a vacuum. And it doesn't matter how long that I've been sponsoring. If I have a question and I don't know, am I enabling here? Am I trying to fix here? Am I, or this is a situation that I have no experience with, then I'm going to say to the sponsee, you know, hold on, let me talk to some other people and let me, let me get back to you. Or to say, I'm not sure about that. Maybe you need to seek other counsel. Or, you know, to have, there's no wrong, there's no problem with using a ton of humility when I sponsor, right? I don't have all of the answers and I never will. And as others have said, my job is to point them to their higher power. How can I help them? How can I help them decide? How can I be of service in that way? You know, um, there's a saying in the room that goes, love you, hate your disease. And my job is to help them recover and carry a message of depth and weight. But if I don't have an answer, again, there's nothing wrong with asking for help from other recovered sponsors so that I can make, I can discern where that fine line is because I'm not your marriage counselor, I'm not your therapist, but I do have experience in other areas as well. But where do we draw that line there? And it's important to understand what that is to the best of my ability. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Amy. Appreciate it. Next up is Rob H, followed by Nancy R. Uh, yeah, thanks. Um, it's Rob H, Pulse Overeater, Upstate New York. Uh, yeah, so uh, the homeless thing. Um, I got a I got a friend uh, that's homeless at the moment, and. Um, you know, we were, we, my fiance and I went to, um, you know, uh, this, I don't know what, what it is. It's something that a place that helps the homeless or whatever. And, and we got like a list of all these places and things. And, um, you know, the crazy thing is he's got two jobs, you know, <laughs> and, uh, it's not like he needs money. He just needs a place to live and there's not a lot of places to live. So, um, at the moment that are affordable. And, uh, so, uh, yeah. And, and I know that, uh, like I said, he doesn't need, he doesn't need cash. Um, but I don't want to deprive 
my family or or the creditors of money that they should have you know because i got bills i got bills that i have to pay myself i can't be paying other people's bills um and so use your discretion uh and this guy he he didn't ask me for anything you know um he didn't ask me to do anything for him i, I was just curious uh as well it was just like a, how could I possibly help him? And so that's why I went to that place and asked. And and what I actually, what I ended up doing really was just texting him and saying, "Hey, you know, how how are you doing? You know." And um, you know, uh, he didn't recognize he didn't recognize my number. And so I was just like, "Yeah, you know, it's, it's Rob." And and uh, just just wanting to keep in touch if if you're you know if if you want to. And he said, "Yeah, thanks, sure." And, uh, you know, he told me that he was working on uh, talking to somebody about a room for rent. So, um, so you know, it's, it's good. You know, people will people will find their will find their own way. And, and I think that uh, my job as a sponsor, as a human being is just to, you know, like like other people said, just just be helpful, try to be friendly, try to take care of myself, for, you know, my own responsibilities first. And. Um, yeah, so it's a good paragraph, and uh, I hope to keep reading this book. Thanks. Have a good day. I pass. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it, man. Next up is Nancy R. Followed by Sue Ann W. Good morning. It's Nancy R. Uh, from Northwest Illinois. I'm a recovered compulsive operator. Um, oh, I felt led to share this morning. I haven't shared for a while and um, wasn't planning on it. But, um, you know, working with others. Um, so I have, uh, I'm working with a sponsee right now that is um, just starting out. And um, I want to, I don't want to aid in her destruction rather than her recovery. And I find all these feelings and thoughts coming up for me about how I want her to be instead of me checking in with my higher power about how I can be of service to her. And um, so I'm I'm grateful because I go back and forth between those two things. And I am asking my higher power in and um, I feel like my higher power is speaking to me through this paragraph in your shares today. You know, um, sponsees come in all um, different packages. We all have our own different package about where we are and what we need and um, what our history is and what our medical conditions are. And um, my job is to not use my discretion, but ask God for discretion and to ask God for what I could do next to be of service to this person. And um, and that I'm not in charge, you know? I'm not in charge of how this person does or um, I'm just here to share my experience, strength, and hope, and start to 
work the steps in the big book um, and, you know, guide her through a path that has gotten me to the recovery that I have today. Um, that's all I have. Thanks. Thank you, Nancy. Next up is Sue Ann W. And then we'll take another list. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Thank you for your service. Just by being here. Thank you for your service, Russ. Um, can you hear me? We got you. Thank you. Um, so in speaking about this paragraph, oh, I am a recovering compulsive overeater. I'm not recovered. So in speaking of this paragraph, the first sentence, he may be broken, broke and homeless. I relate to the, um, and broke, I relate to the um, brokenness of being spiritually broke, broken, and um, that's all I had to say about that. And then the homelessness, I was walking down the street the other day, and the thought came to me that God will take care of me. I don't have to worry about being homeless. I have, um, even if I live, I live in a place that I don't particularly like, but I don't have to worry about that because if I'm not supposed to be here, God will put me wherever I'm supposed to be. So that's what I have to say about that particular sentence. Um, I always get tongue-tied when I try to share, but I just want to say I've had a couple excellent sponsors. Um, I'm not a person to impose myself upon other people, um, but I have learned to have honesty from my one of my sponsors because she accepted me no matter what happened. And so I learned that I could say anything to her and that was very that's very valuable to me. Um I love the say um I love the saying just I'm not gonna actually, never mind. Um so I wanna say one more thing, um, is that I believe that nothing changes unless you unless you use love to change something. And um, I consider my mission on this earth to be truly helpful. So that's what I feel like I am getting from this program and what we read today. Thank you very much for letting me share. All right there, Sue Ann. Thanks a lot. Sorry about that delay there. All right. We are going to open it up for sharing again. We're on page 96, that third paragraph, just that one paragraph, starting with you may be broken homeless, ending with you may be aiding in his destruction rather than his recovery. And if you shared in the past two days, please step back. We have a shot. We have uh, time for probably about four or five more, I think. I'm not great at math, so we'll go with Jerry, four shares. Hey. If we can. Oh. Christina J. Okay, one, hold on, hold on. We're gonna we're gonna try Wanda to take four R. Wanda All right, R. Got, All right, hold on. I got Karen K. Christina J. Wanda, Wanda. R. I got, Thank you. I got you, Wanda. Yep. Karen Two W. Anita J. And that's what we're going to do. Anita J. And if we got time, we'll work it out. So, Karen Kay, you're up. 
Good morning, and um, thank you, Russ, for your service and always being there to to show up and uh, to lead lead this meeting today. I may not have this down uh, the right way, but I I think um, I hope I hope it makes sense. So I read this book. And it's about this dude who is, is on the side of the road and he's injured. And one dude walks by and he says, "Hey, you you have a good day." And then the next, uh, I think like a priest walks by and he says, you know, be happy and eat well and you have a good day. And the third person goes by and crosses the road. Yeah, the dude actually crossed the road and said, you know, get on my horse and takes him to an inn and says, take care of him. And when I come back through, I will uh, give you some more aid if it is needed. Now, that may be a drastic proposal and sponsorship. Uh, we, I am a human being, and the people that I work with are, are human also. And um, I'm not there to be, to be their savior, but I have made a commitment in my faith in how I work with people. Now, obviously, if someone keeps, you know, slipping and sliding, whatever you want, word you want to use, they're using for this week, um, or, you know, in, in the food or whatever, you know, just doesn't want to. Obviously, I, 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 I cannot help them. I'm not their messenger, you know, or if someone stops doing the work, I can't force them. Like, I need to just let them go. But I need to look at that third person in the story. <clears throat> the other person on the other side of the street wanted help. But no one really offered, and um, we don't know the end of the story because that's where the parable ends. Uh, did he get a job? Did he get married? Did he have kids? We don't know. We don't know. But um, I kind of like to think I'm that third dude um, in that in that parable that you know tries to make that extra mile to go to go for someone. But I will not, and I refuse not to want a program more than the person that I'm working with. And my job is whatever God says my job is with with a person. You know, yeah, the big book is designed to find the power greater than myself to help someone that. But there's so many other things that is involved with uh, working with another human being. Um, sometimes I do go outside the black and white. I know I always say stay inside the black and white. But, you know, I'm a human being. Sometimes I, I don't like to follow the rules. But um, I love you all, and I'm grateful to be sober today. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Karen. Next up is Christina J. Followed by Wanda R. Sorry about that. A mush mouth over here. Morning, Russ. Morning, everyone. <clears throat> Christina J., State of North Carolina, recovering three weeks now. Solid, thank God. Um, yeah, so a, a previous share touched upon this, which really hit hard for me today. Where am I broken? Where am I broke? I'm broke inside. I've been broke inside for a long time. And where am I homeless? I'm homeless inside. My true home is God, not a physical realm. You know, yes, I operate in the physical room, realm, but I'm homeless inside when I'm in my disease of mind and body. And uh, I use this analogy in another meeting, which I love, which came to me. I'm in the divorce process of divorcing my mind from my allergy. <laughs> I have been wrapped tight with the allergy and the mind intertwined and going back and forth. So 
speaking of the paragraph as far as sponsorship, you know, my sponsor, uh, I'll use a great example. She doesn't call me. You know, I called her yesterday. I was tired from the neighbor uh, playing his music loud. I didn't get to sleep on time, blah, blah, blah. I was on my way to work. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. I was tired and I was angry. And I called her and I said, I'm thinking about food. And she goes, what's up? And so I kind of gave her a brief explanation, you know, the self-pity. And she said, have you done a tenth? (laughs) That is not calling someone. That is taking the hand, leading me through the recovery process to release this sick mind so that I won't engage with the disease of the body. That's how we help. You know, she doesn't uh, stay in the self-pity with me because she had the same issue. She was tired, you know, something was going on with her. And um, that's the thing is, you know, I've really never worked with a sponsor that sat on the phone with me and sat in the woe is me thing. It's always been they've led me back to the steps. And if I don't want to do it, you know, after a period of time, if I'm still relapsing, you know, I don't know that they let me go. I don't know if I let myself go. I've let myself go from sponsors more than they've let me go because they're kind and loving and they want to help me. But it's not doing me any good because, you know, in the end, I have to do this. I have to take action. The grace of God is waiting for me. When I take action, it begins to filter into my life. You know, the action of the steps. This is for newcomers out there, this is a miracle program. And, you know, you get clean and you begin to understand this crap. It's not crap. It's wonderful stuff. Excuse me. And um, you begin to heal. You begin to heal. And we've got stuff to use. We've got the tools. We've got the steps. We've got each other. We take the hand of our fellows and we begin to find home. And we begin to heal that brokenness inside, which is so deep, so deep for many of us. It's so broken way down in there. But little by little, God opens up the vats of pain. We uncover. The food is off. Then the little bubbles of pain come up like old champagne, molded old champagne bubbles, and they come up, and God gets to help us pop each one of them. We begin to heal. So thank you for letting me share. I'm so grateful to be healing from my brokenness and finding my way back home to God. Thank you. Thanks, Christina. Next up is Wanda, followed by Karen W. Um, thank you, Russ, and thank you for the shares. And um, I'm just going to say that uh, I'm grateful, and I know that I'm learning all the time. And I asked my cousin, um, I've been in program for over 40 years, and I've been learning all the time. And I finally um, talked to my cousin uh, who um, there's 12 steps in their life, her and her husband, and um, she's a religious for a long time, and she's more mature than me and was really listening to what I had to say, not just hearing and ignoring or doing other things or um, ignoring what I was saying, and I kept admitting all my problems. And, you know, I know that um, I asked her to be like a director for me, and she's um, complying, and 
um, helping me, and I had to ask for help. I had to um, reduce my ego and say, okay, what can I uh, do next to get better and um, improve and be the person God wants me to be? And I called her this morning and tried to help her. And she's like, you know, her maturity uh, just took in, uh, you know, stepped in, and she's helping me. And um, she knows I need help and wants to help and listens. And, um, you know, so I'm just grateful and um I love you all, and, um, you know, I know that uh, um, problems are something I used to eat over, and um, I know that uh, I don't do that anymore if I can help it. I mean, I haven't done it in 38 years, but um, I never know. You know, I have to live today and uh, only today and be a uh, a person that uh, is open to God's will and um, striving, uh, you know, uh, to um, accept how God wants my day to go. And um, so my, my cousin uh, just uh, heard me out and it took, about 10 minutes. So um, I was able to uh, do what I had to do. But um, I thank you, Ross. Thank you. That's it. Thanks, Wanda. Next up is Karen W. followed by Anita J. Good morning. This is Karen W. from Texas. Recovering Compulsive Overeater. Um, This paragraph uh, is like someone else mentioned, uh, history and uh, a time ago that doesn't exist anymore. But um, many years ago, um, in my experience, uh, this was prior to cell phones. A young mother needed a ride to a meeting and... um, I was able to provide that for her, and I've always felt that God was in the car with us, and uh, we had the meeting before the actual meeting, and then another meeting on the way home, and uh, it was something that, you know, we were to trust God and help others, and um, that was one way that I could do some service for someone, and we did it for many months. And we both looked forward to it. And it was a time that um, got me out of self, uh, thinking about my problems and listening to someone else. And also the commitment got my butt to the meeting when maybe I wasn't really looking forward to it. So thank you for allowing me to share. and grateful to be here. Pass. Thanks, Karen. Appreciate it. So next up, it's going to be my best friend, Anita J. Come on up. <laughs> hey, Mr. Russ M. Um, thank you. Um, and thank you, Fridays, because I'm going to hear you 
um, come a long way how to be a sponsor, treat, or just people I've gotten to know online, and it's translated out into my family. I oh, I used to laugh at this. They they tell me about my own two children. They they weren't sure if they could ever learn how to cross the street because I didn't want them to cross the street. All my own fears uh, translated into how I mothered. And mothering is not what translating it back to sponsors um, or any of the people I've talked to in OA. That isn't what we're looking for. We're looking to stand on our own two feet. And I can't do that unless I'm standing on mine, both of them. You know, and so the healthier I've gotten in this area, I think the healthier I've been as a sponsor or friend or parent or whatever. And um, I couldn't have gotten this anywhere. It's, it's, it's the message that everything that comes out of that big book has become more meaningful and more meaningful and translating into uh, how to be a human being. Um, so that that basically, it seems to be one other thing, but since I can't think of it, I guess I'll just end it. Thanks, Russ. All right, Anita, thanks a lot. So we have like time for two minutes here. Who will want that? Figured out. Go for it, Sigrid. Hi, everybody. Sigrid F. in South Florida. Gratefully recovered. Um, so, yeah, when I first started sponsoring, I guess it's uh, probably like eight years ago now, I, it was me. It was my will. It, it was trying to drag people through. It, it, I didn't, I took too much responsibility for their program. And what I learned over time is that was not only bad for my program, <laughs> but it didn't help theirs. And then, you know, time went on and I realized these things. And um, today I, I sponsor using the steps and I try to meet the person where they are and ask God for help through it. More often than not, they'll, they walk away because they're really not ready. And it's really odd because they'll walk away at the weirdest times, um, but, but they're just, you know, they're not at the place. And today I can say, you know what, God, thank you for that experience with so-and-so and helping me learn and grow from that, that experience and letting go and letting them be on their journey, but thank you for letting me be a part of that journey, whatever part I took place. And it's a much saner, healthier place. Someone else said, you know, as I've become healthier, my sponsoring has become healthier, and I think that's true. And then, you know, there are, are situations where you have 
on feeds and for whatever reason they oh okay thanks for letting me share everybody wishing everyone a blessed day bye thanks Sigrid we appreciate it uh thank you to everyone who has shared today and also thank you to everyone who made July's uh, Friday meeting roll on we couldn't do it without the service of everybody here so all right uh for a second, I recorded our study immediately following closing. So today's share would be Friday, the 28th of July, 2023, 7 a.m. meeting, share ID, 20,485, 20485. And I've asked Loretta H. to read page 164. Um, our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thank you, Russ, and thank you, and thank you, God, and all of you uh, for letting me do this service this month and that you are saving my life. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of you as we, we trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Blessings for a beautiful day.